Hello? Yeah, that's better. Okay, I can hear you. Oh, that's yeah. better. That's much better, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so how are lovely. you? I'm good, thank you. Did you hear some strange music playing? With the transition? No. no? Okay. That's what threw me off because there was some funky music playing while I was trying to get you online. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I've got a nice sunny spot here. Oh, okay. Great. Great. The, weather, um... the weather's been really good over the last couple of days. They haven't been spraying as hard in the sky either. Oh man, don't speak too soon. <laughs> yeah, man, don't take them long. You know, it used to be four days, five days. Um, back in like 2012, 2011, they spray it. And it takes about four days to work. Mm-hmm. Now they spray it. It takes about five minutes, and the sun is coming. You know, um, over over where I'm at right now, so. The southern part of the U.S., um, we get about a week, I mean, a day of sunlight. In about 10 days, we get one day of sunlight. Wow. You know, it, it's been raining, it's going to rain next week. And if it doesn't rain, it's just gray sky, it's just a gray sky that looks like it's going to rain. It never really rains, but it stays gray. The sun is coming. Yeah. It has been like that over here. Like the last the couple of weeks. But so far for the last few days it's been nice. All over the world. It's been like that. Anywhere you go in this world. Uh, back in 2014, I stayed in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. I always tell people. I stayed there for about five and a half months. And I only saw the sun for like three days. Now, what a lot of uh, people mistake for the sun is like a bright sky. Just because you have a bright sky and the at the uh, temperature is humid, doesn't mean that you have sun. So you can you can have a, a shielded sun, and the, the you know of course it's gonna be it's daytime, so it's gonna be visible and the humidity is going to make it hot but it doesn't mean that you have the direct exposure to the sun rays the quality yeah so you know I talk to a lot of people in Nigeria they'll be like oh it's hot here it's hot like you know just because it's hot doesn't mean you have sun I shouldn't have to tell an adult stuff like that but you'd be surprised man yeah, and they'd be spraying hard as well, trying to block yeah. the sun out completely. You know, they've been yeah. talking about trying second sun, an artificial sun. Yes, for people that pay. <laughs> Look, um, this is a very interesting time. And this is a time out of all the times humans have lived on this earth. This is a time to really pay attention to truth Mm -hmm. because the souls of humans are at a crossroads. And like they said in your scriptures, as it's going, like in the days of Noah, 
So it will be in those days. If you don't understand what Noah means, you don't understand what the ark means, you never understand what that thing means. Mm. But the days of Noah means a destruction, a willful destruction. You know, the, the destruction that happened in the proverbial Noah is that a certain force, call it God, spirits or whatever, decided, it was a decision. It said it looked and the heart of man was always evil. And he, he repented for making man and he decided, okay, it was a decision. He decided to what? Destroy the earth willfully. So, you know, if you remove all the religious mumbo-jumbo about God and all that worshipful language and just look at the plain logic behind it, it was a decision to purposefully destroy the visible earth. However, a new earth was inherited mm -hmm. after Noah's boat. And they said that Noah's boat contained everything that you have on earth to be able to reproduce it exactly as it was, right? So anybody with half an insect's brain will understand that you can't, you can't um, literally get every species, every germ, every, every uh, little tiny bit of microorganism, everything. You can't literally do that physically and put it in a boat. Dimensions of the boat represented a solar procession. What you get when the sun breaks the ecliptic and and plunges back in December twenty three, and to rise back in March. So that scenario is was described by the dimensions of that boat. It wasn't that the boat was that big or that high, but the dimensions was used as a code to represent a virtual replication, a virtual replication of the earth that people know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you understand- It's about that time now. So, so, so if you watch TV, damn near all the shows on TV is about going into a virtual world mm -hmm. and that world being as real indistinguishable from the world that you thought you lived in to the point where you couldn't tell the difference. So there's a lot of virtual reality uh, toys being gradually introduced. There's artificial intelligence. Your phone is a robot that mm -hmm. learns. It learns and grows with you as you go on. It reads your mind. The phone doesn't just listen to you. The phone is connected to your nervous system. So whenever green on the phone, the light, that bright light that shines is like a wire connecting something to another. And your eyes is pure nerves. Your eyes mm. lead straight to your occipital function at the back of your head, the occipital nerves. Right. So those occipital nerves, that's what makes you see when your eyes are closed and you're dreaming. Because if your eyes were truly for vision only, then how do humans see when they lay in the bed and their eyes with are their closed, eyes closed and they're mm -hmm. dreaming? What do you see with? 
nerves. what do you what do you perceive with so your the true eye is the nervous system and your eyes are mediums to that nervous system and act as a feedback effect using your spinal cord senses to um, make something that's virtual seem physical to you. Mm, that's why they say the eyes are the mirrors of the soul. Yes, mm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we so have... We're going to go through Revelations today. A yeah, part, we're going to... part of Revelations. Yeah, we're going to go uh, the first three series mm-hmm. um, are going to discuss revelations. The most important thing is that we're not going to find, you, you know, um, pick through every single image or every single symbol. Okay. Uh, that's pointless because just like all the things given to you uh, from the ancient time, from the ancient Igbo. A lot of these things were um, collated by time travelers using certain plants. They were able to go into dim- go into dimensions, including the future, and bring back information. Mm-hmm. And um, when we got these informations, we got them from a people that are steeped in deception. People that are programmed to destroy the world. And we're actually part of a program to use brutality to be able to um, induce a state of uh, discomfort for the titanic souls whose blood group projected more of the virtual reality, who are depicted in the atlas carrying the world symbolism. So that blood group, which is mainly stemming from the Igbo, and spreading uh, throughout Africa and certain parts of the world. That blood group um, is going to find things very uncomfortable as mm-hmm. time goes on. You know, as you guys know, the Igbo were the 90% of the slave trade were the Igbo. That's why you have a place called Igbo Landing in Georgia, where the entire ship was full of Igbos. Now, you know, the way the, the Hollywood depicted the uh, slave experience was like a random tribes all over Africa was it were in a boat. But if you actually look at what happened in actual history, just like the Igbo landing boat, you find out that it's just one people were in that boat. And there's a reason why it was one people. You know, so you look at the language like in Shibiri, you find out that their alphabet was highly extensive. You look at their, their, um, knowledge their their educational system you find out that their calligraphy is second to none their understanding of metallurgy is second to none so everywhere you have mines you have Igbo next to it there's a place called Ibomina in Nigeria which is not inhabited by Igbos today but it still has Igbo next to it because mm-hmm. the colonialists used the metallurgical knowledge of the people to be able to find precious metals so you look at the Iboku bronze works, you find out that they had the type of metallurgical expertise and virtuoso they possessed was second to none. Advanced. Beyond advanced. You're looking at intricate details of metallurgical works that hide 
symbolic occult knowledge and scientific knowledge encoded in the world. So these people suffered what they call the Olympian saga, which means that the first shall be last. So if you're the original, if your blood group is the original first blood group to actually become encased or crystallized in this virtual reality and you perpetuate it yourself and all the other blood groups emerge from you, as time goes on, you'll be the first to age. The concept of an aging blood group is really what the whole revelation and the whole um, spiritual symbolism talks about. Mm -hmm. What happens to you when your blood has aged? So we're not going to finish everything in one episode. This is a more of a discussion. It actually works better with questions mm -hmm. um, because we're using a force and is a channeling. Anybody that's followed me knows that the words that, that's coming out of my mouth are really not mine. And I've explained the way that we do these things when we get in the mode. So we black out. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I speak, I black, I mentally detach myself and allow whatever comes through to come through. Right. So, um, so it works better with questions. It works better with discussion, you know, are we um, going to do um, a libation first King? Yeah, we always do, but we just wanted to set the groundwork. Um, so the people understand, you know, what is really going on, you know what I mean? So how we're going to approach these things. So, so it's better to get the point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So understand the point, because like I was saying, these things were given to us by colonial people that were primed to bring terror and pain to the Titanic blood group. That's their job. Mm -hmm. They're not and being... To, and to just distort the, the hidden codes truth. as well, yeah. the hidden yes. truth while they're doing it. Yeah, to seal it mm. in various degrees of created languages and mm -hmm. manufactured history. Mm. Right? So ultimately, you will um, waste your time if you're trying to unravel every symbol but once you understand the point what, where everything is leading to what point are they trying to make they're trying to make a point that has to do with your existence and your soul once you understand that point then all the literature and all the symbols really don't matter anymore because you get it you know you get it you got it you know what it's all about you know what it means and you know why all those books were written. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to do is make people under make people understand the point. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go into a short libation real quick. Um and then we just discuss a little bit more. This is gonna be a three-part series. This is an introductory part. Mm -hmm. The subsequent series is gonna go a little deeper. But it's just to touch on a few things and, and set the groundwork, right? So I'm going to you know, pour out some libations for uh, the forces that guide us, our ancestral forces and uncreated forces, the forces of the Igbo, right? Okay. Yeah. 
So we use, I use rum, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm drinking at the moment. <laughs> Good. Okay. Ugabuda <laughs> Mui bolila ya boku uno. Kanyena ine kutata. Kanyena ije metata. Kono batani ime jai. Kono batani ime titi ai kujerai. Mepa ayobu. Mepa ayanya. Mepa ayono. Ishigu ya boku ugi. Mwonji ya boku ugi. Ishishi ya boku ugi. Ishuto ya boku ugi. Ishuto anoto ya boku ugi. Mwonji ishigu ya boku uno. Mwe bolile mwe boi bo mwe keheke mwe kirinyelile mwe mwe kuruwai aya boku uno lile biano ena ena ihaine me biano luluai biale kuai de kuai eba uno kuai zore eba una kai bitre eba umo una ikure eba una ilira ni ahi una eno nante ya buri hiuno chekwari chekwa gogia gogia mwe bolile mwe hie karero uno uno kariri hielile. Aya boku uno kunu sepute tata shina obarai sepute shina ku sepute shina ala sepute shini ikuku sepute shina mili sepute shini igwe sepute selire na etata biani duai biani lekwai biani chekwai aya boku uno itu anshi ku ya shi otu arira ise ise All right, it's good. So, I love those libations, King. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Why you like them? I can feel it straight into my Okay, so, um, you know, I did put out a post, right? I let everybody know that we're going to be talking about revelations today, yeah? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, in particular, it's relation to the new world order and what's, mm-hmm. what's going on at the moment, yeah? Okay. Um, but um, I did ask people to send forth their questions. I didn't mm-hmm. get a lot of questions, which is fine. I think maybe um, people do have questions. They just didn't put them forward to me because they know that you're you're probably going to answer those questions anyway. The questions mm-hmm. that I did receive, um, I didn't feel were relevant to the particular topic that we're That's doing fine. today. So That's fine. This is the, like I said, this is the first episode just to get the ground wet, right? And to... Mm-hmm. Uh, introduce people to the type of um, 
thought process that is needed to approach these matters. So you look at books, a book like Revelation is, is steeped in symbolic language. It happened to a guy oh, yeah. named John. So mm-hmm. the John, the name John uh, in the ancient spiritual writings is Johannes. So Johannes, the J, the J sound is, is non-existent. The further you go in history, right? So is Johannes. So Johannes mm-hmm. is actually taken from the so-called Sumerian saga, right? Which is which is uh, related to water. That's why he's a baptizer, mm-hmm. right? So Johannes is actually an Igbo, is rooted in the Igbo word, Onununshi. So Onununshi is what they described in the beginning in Genesis. Onunu means the void or the deep. That Nshi means dark matter. Mm-hmm. Right? So they describe it as the waters. So you're going to see a lot of these symbolic terms used in revelations that has to do with water. Mm-hmm. They say I've a, seen it. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've read, I've read, um, I've read most of it. Yeah. And, and yeah. to be honest, King, that's why this is so good because like you said, it is full of symbology and yes. it's, it's written in a way that it's called um, dream language. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's good that you're going to be able to break it down. I yeah. know you said that we're not going to focus too much on the symbology behind it because that's yeah, we'll, not we'll, the we'll point. focus on the key ones that's necessary to understand to get mm-hmm. you to understand the point. So for example, a word like water, when you hear water, water has to do with the totality of your DNA, mm-hmm. which is the bridge between your soul and the wake, what you call the wakeful state or the physical world that you walk around in, right? So if you look at every physical thing around you is made up of atoms. The atoms are always moving and they're always in flux, in a state of flux. So that's why things change over time. If you leave a table or chair sitting in your living room and you leave it for 50 years, even though nobody touched it, it'll deteriorate. Mm -hmm. It'll literally crumble standing by itself. Because the, the very atoms that make it are experiencing a particular principle in the universe, a particular law. They're always moving. And that law is manipulating the atoms and making the eventual physical thing also go along with what's going on in the atomic world. So that's why things age. That's why things change, things grow, and things age and things die. And even though everything is solid, but we notice that over time, things do change and nobody could understand how and when and why. Because nothing's really solid. Nothing is solid. Everything mm-hmm. is various degrees of fluidity. Mm-hmm. All right? So you look at your genetic makeup. It's called a what? A gene what? Pool. 
you got that water aspect. Yeah, so you still have the water aspect. Yeah. So when they say uh, a beast came out of the sea, you're looking at a particular mentality, a particular psychology overwhelming the the people affected by that gene pool at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So at a point in time, when the gene pool is a certain way, a certain mode of thought affects the people at that time. You know, so granted, there was a time when our genetics was much more superior than it is today. So everything in the virtual reality experiences the law of aging. This is a law that you cannot, there's nothing, even if God himself or herself comes to the virtual reality, that law will affect it. As long as whatever avatar, whatever body that you assume, that law of aging will affect it. This is what is called Olympus. Mm -hmm. So they tell you that the Olympians defeated the Titans. It's not that there's people called Olympians and there's Titans. It means that when you immerse yourself in the virtual reality, the more you perpetuate yourself or the more you remain in that reality, which is virtual because Mm -hmm. everything is on the inside looking out. So we're projecting the world, even though we're experiencing it. You go see the movie Inception. They explained it very well. And also the Matrix. So it's a projection. It's a holographic projection from your spinal cord, right? Which is uh, the junction between your head, your spine, and your shoulders, which is the ankh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that point, that connecting junction is where they plug them in in the matrix is also the place they put the, what they call the stacks in the TV show, um, Altered Um, Carbon. carbon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a very important point. That's why they keep showing it to you. Mm -hmm. That point is responsible. Anytime they talk about that point, they talk about traveling dimensions, leaving worlds, manipulating what you see in front of you. And science calls the nerves here the occipital nerves. The occipital nerves, oxy means vision, occidental, ocular, occult. Everything that has to do with the OCC means vision. So your vision is generated and sustained by the nerve junction from your spinal cord in between the junction between your shoulders, your head, the back of your head, and your spinal cord. And the nerves at the back of the head are called the occipital nerves. So these are the type of things we're trying to explain to people. So this projection, right, the more you perpetuate yourself in in a particular realm as it's projected, the the more your blood experiences this law of aging. Mm -hmm. It's going to get to a point where some of the genetic attributes that you have, maybe your ancestors could travel dimensions, use their mind to solidify ether and build things without using their hands, do remarkable things with their nervous system. Their attention was fully in their control. As they stayed longer in the virtual reality, they lost these attributes. And this is represented in the spiritual writings as the Titans being defeated by Olympians. So the Olympus has to do with the effect of time. 
the longer you stay in the realm, what it does to your blood or your gene pool, which is ages. So it's going to get to a point, it's going to age past a certain threshold where now you have the inverse effect. You become lower than animals. You, instead of you controlling the virtual reality where you're able to leave it at will, travel dimensions at will, now the virtual reality controls, controls you. you. You become occupied within the virtual yes. reality. You can't leave anymore. It becomes your God, even though you're the one projecting it. So this is clearly explained as the Olympians defeating the Titans in a war. The war is fought over time. Time is the war. And time, the effect of time, given the principle of aging on your gene pool, on your soul, remaining in that world, perpetuating itself in that world, is what's known as the war between the Olympians and the Titans. It's also known as the departure of Nimrod. Mm-hmm. So you see the first tale in your Bible is an escape tale. So if the world was so fantastic and good, why is the first tale about people trying to organize themselves to leave the earth? So could we also say that the the tale of the Olympians and the Titans is also like the tale between good and evil? Um, I wouldn't say good and evil because when you start going into good and evil, you're going into the realm of semantic religion. Mm. where you, you're trying to say something is bad and something is good. No, nothing is bad. Nothing is good. It's only based on perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just have to understand cause and effect. What's mm-hmm. causing this? And what can you do to change it? But calling something perpetually good, nothing is good all the time and nothing is bad all the time. What can be good today can be bad tomorrow if you overdo it. What mm-hmm. can be bad today can be good tomorrow if you use it right. So I wouldn't classify it as good and evil, even though in some of your writings, it's represented that way. I would classify it strictly on the knowledge behind it, to know what it means. The principles behind the it. The principles, yes. But in relation in relation to the, the book of Revelations and mm-hmm. the, um, the, the aging of the gene pool, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Within yes. within that so book, because in the book of Revelation, you know, um, certain of these archetypes are used, like the water, but there are also certain dire warnings. So we're gonna, you know, like breeze through some of them, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in the second and third episodes, we're going to narrow in on the particular chapters, but I just want people to get a a background knowledge. So um, for example, there's a part that says that um. There's certain words that are used, words like the Lord, God, the dragon, uh, mm-hmm. the woman with 12 stars around her head, the Babylon, whore of Babylon, the whore of Babylon. Okay, good. So the whore of Babylon is your world. Mm-hmm. All right. So for example, this existence that you live in, is not good and is not bad. Is what you call a reflective existence. It's called Maya or mirage. So if you look in the mirror 
and you frown in the mirror, the mirror is going to frown back at you. Mm-hmm. If you smile at the mirror, the mirror is going to smile at you. This is a curse and a blessing at the same time because if you don't know that there's a mirror doing it, you're going to feel like the mirror is always frowning at you and you're trying to correct the frown in the mirror without knowing that it's barely reflecting your frown. And if you want the mirror to stop frowning at you, you have to stop frowning. Mm-hmm. So in the, an effect again. Yes. So in the, in a situation that you lose control of your attention, you lose control of yourself, you lose the knowledge of yourself, right? You become oblivious of your effect, the effect you're having in a mirror existence. Mm. You keep looking for solutions in the reflection without adjusting yourself accordingly so the world can adjust for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, it becomes a curse, but it, it becomes a blessing to the person that's trained enough to have self-control, to have full control of their faculties, to have knowledge of the structure of reality and be able to apply the principles to their benefit. So now the person projects a certain image, having trained their nervous system properly, having trained the apparatus for that world properly, which is your physical body, your nerves, your mind, your soul, having trained all those things properly, applies themselves in a proper way and the world responds accordingly. So in this situation, it's easy for somebody, a group of 100 men who have total and better control of their own physical and mental apparatus to defeat a whole continent of people that have lost this knowledge of the world. So you find out that rooted in the deception is the hypnotism that everything that matters is outside of you. Like I said, there is nothing outside there is no on the inside looking out everything is on the inside looking there is no such thing as outside what you see going on outside no matter how grand and extensive and expansive it is is a reflection of what's going on inside of you and if you lose control of what's going on inside of you then you've lost control of what what's going to happen to you outside mm-hmm. so right so this is one of the key principles in the book of revelations when you they talk about the whore so the whore is like the mirror it'll take any impulse and reflect it back to you so another name for the whore is john or water johannes the void water so it doesn't know the difference between good or bad another name for it is the demons the demonic entity, the dark matter. So these forces, they go according to what you do with them. They obey anybody, right? If you understand how to use it, they'll do what you want. Doesn't There's no good or bad. You could use it to kill a million people. You could use it to help a million people. They're not going to bless you. They're not going to curse you. They just do. And that's what the earth is. So they call it the whore, right? And mm-hmm. it says it has 12 stars around his head. So it's basically telling you of your zodiac. 
So in your sphere of uh, existence, you're governed by the impulses dictated by the zodiac. Now, when the soul stays in that system longer than it should, the zodiac begins to affect it. It begins to be under the control of the zodiac. Right? Why previously it could control the zodiac? It begins to be under the control of that zodiac. And they use a woman to depict it because it's a magnetic force. It takes impulses and reflects it back. So you put something in a woman, the woman's going to take what you put in it, develop it, and give it back to you as a child or product. So that's the symbology. It's a magnetic, they call it the black hole in science. Okay? So in the beginning was darkness, and out of darkness came light. In mathematics, they said, minus times minus give you plus. Two negatives is what gives you a positive. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, so that's like, when you go in a sleep and you dream in a sleep, in that sleep is a negative. It's happening within you in a dark void, but it's giving you light, which is experiences, a world, a body, of people walking around, an environment, a universe. It's giving you that experience of light in a darkness. And if you never wake up from that dream, that dream will be as real to you and as physical to you as the world that you went to sleep with. Mm, so that, you wouldn't so know the difference. You wouldn't know the difference. In fact, many people have died and not known. You would well, never how know do, when How do we know we're not dreaming right now? Exactly. So this is the premise that a lot of these symbols are built on. So that's what the symbol, the whore, means. Right. So when they tell you that you've defeated the whore or Babylon is destroyed, is it pointing a finger to the principle of Lilith, which is the principle of negative procreation. Because the only way you remain in the realm is by perpetuating yourself in the realm. So for example, you see people complaining about the world. The world is bad. You got to wake up. You got to grind all your life for crumbs you know the world economy is the slavery described in in the exodus story is not a country called egypt is a symbolic description of what the world economy is you slave for crumbs you have to go to school so you could slave for crumbs a bondage you, and it's a bondage you dare not lose those crumbs you're slaving for, or else you suffer. Then you have all these hazards, all these hazards everywhere, left and right. There's fear. Something's going to get you. Like everything is, is not good. You know your soul knows that it's not good. It's very uncomfortable to the soul. However, the human psychology also embraces the macabre, acceptance of multiplying itself in an environment that it does not like. So this is a very, very um, 
is a very, very interesting part of psychology that's very similar to the Stockholm Syndrome, mm-hmm. where somebody loves their captor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loves their suffering. It's a very masochistic psychology where even though you're suffering and even though it's bad, you bring an innocent part of yourself into the suffering and nurture it and teach it to continue the cycle. So in this regard, you find out that it's the ignorance of man that traps man in a realm that that brings it pain. Mm, the willful, the willful ignorance of man. Willful ignorance. It's Even a very though, strong program, though, King, because, like you said, it is psychological. This is how people have been trained mm-hmm. and indoctrinated and. You know, they don't, they, 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 many people don't, even if you tell people about yeah. the exodus, they look at you mm-hmm. like, huh? Like you're crazy. They don't even, they don't even want to think that yeah. deep. Yeah. You know, yeah, or they'll they think do- about it and then, and then reject it because of the, um, it's almost like because of the love of the material yeah. Because of the love of this earth, you know? Yeah, but look at the material. Okay, let's... The problem is that people never think things all the way through. So look at the material. So you buy a Mercedes 550, S550 today, 2021 edition, right? Fantastic. 10 years from now, is trash. Mm. So, you know, you look at the people. I remember when I was growing up, my, my dad took me to one of his friend's house back in the 80s late 80s, right? And he had these, you know, they used to call it the stretch bends, the little long bends. He had about three of those. And that shit, it looked like, it looked like a spaceship to me back then. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, what the? I was like, how do they make these things? Today, when you go back, and those cars are not even drivable anymore. <laughs> so you look at the message in the New Testament, which is what the whole revelation is about. And mm-hmm. it tells you that why stack your treasures in a world where moth is going to eat it. Mm-hmm. So you have to know what your treasure means. That's another symbol to be cracked. All right. So your treasure is your soul. So how is your soul a treasure? Your soul is a treasure. It's called the jewel or the crown of life. That's another way that they describe it in the New Testament, the crown of life. And basically, they're trying to tell you that this world that you live in is created by your soul, is maintained and sustained by the power of your soul using DNA and blood Mm -hmm. to make it what? Real. So now, your soul can create worlds for you. When you go to sleep and you close your eyes and you have a vivid dream in a world, Your soul just created a world for you. Back when you were your real self, which is not a body, you're not a body. You just Mm. inherited this body. This is an avatar. Back when you were fully in control of your faculties, you could switch worlds at ease, like changing a channel. If you didn't like the existence of the world, you simply switched the world or switched the dream reappeared in a much more favorable state. It was more subjective. Mm. 
So the more objective life is, the more you become an animal. So now that you've lost those powers, the very realm that you're supposed to be surfing, the way you surf the internet, surfing at ease, the very realm has trapped you and has become your God. Something that you created, something that is coming out of your microcosm. Now you're worshipping it and calling it God. And because of your, your soul is powerful, when you call something something, that thing becomes what you call it. So mm. even if it wasn't God and you said it was God, guess what? It just became God for you. Mm, it becomes that thing. Yeah, because you give it that power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what they meant when they said that after God created everything, he called Adam to name all the animals. When you say something is something, it's something for you. Mm. All right? So this is the... Create that form within your own reality. Within your own reality. The reality itself is in your nerves. Mm -hmm. So the microcosm is what projects the macrocosm. It's like a movie projected in a theater. Mm -hmm. If you... If something's wrong on the screen, you don't go messing with the screen. You go to the projector and you mess with the little small projector in the back, then you fix what's going on on the screen. You don't go messing with the screen because that's a secondary stage. So we are projecting what we think is a physical world and the entire body of deception, propaganda, you know, is to blind you from the fact that you're the one creating your own experience. To blind you from the fact that you're the one multiplying your own pain, but with each child that you have. All right? So the defeat of Babylon is the principle of Lilith, or what's it called, the Antichrist. So this brings us to another set of symbols, Christ and Antichrist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they, you look at phrases like the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ going first, then the chosen ones going afterwards. You can find this in Thessalonians also. All right? So the all this is virtual reality language, quantum physics physics language. The entire New Testament, the entire Bible, the entire spiritual law is a scientific expose. It has nothing to do with worshipful language, angels, gods. All that shit was put by the people that their job is to deceive you so they can use you as a battery for the subsequent worlds that they're going to create with technology and trap you in. Mm-hmm. So your gene pool is the battery for that world because they need something to project it. It's what feeds it. Yeah. And what sustains it is what? Your procreation. So if you stop procreating and you're the one projecting the world, then there's no world. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Precious. Your soul remains because your soul is immortal. Mm-hmm. The only thing keeping your soul here trapped is your procreational ignorance. And what makes it fantastically remarkable 
is the fact that it's gotten to the stage where it's beyond painful to live in, on this earth. But still, humans find a reason to multiply themselves in it while they complain. Hmm. So if you get this point, this point I'm trying to make now, if you understand this point, then when we start breaking down each individual symbol in the next mm -hmm. lectures, it'll make sense to you. But if you don't understand this point and what your world is, the structure of your, your reality, then the subsequent explanations of the actual symbols will not make sense. So the Christ is taken from the word crystal to crystallize something. So when you have a light or an impulse, what you call ion, here we go with the word John again. Ion in science. Mm. It's, it's a play on the word Johannes. Johannes. Ion. Onunu. So bef before something becomes gas, it's a charge, or what you call an ion in chemistry. A positive or negative charge, a valency. This is what keeps the atoms in a particular geometric shape. And the geometric arrangement of the atoms determines the difference between your shoe and the, the fiberglass in your car. Mm. Everything is made of atoms, but the difference between your skin and your table is the arrangement and shape of the atoms that make your skin and the arrangement and shape of the atoms that make the table material mm. or wood. The shape and arrangement is determined by what they call valency or electrical connection you know so if you don't understand the principles in chemistry Is that, that's what gives it the the vibration right yeah no the vibration is what causes it to retain those ionic um characteristics mm -hmm. the vibration is a sound mm -hmm. all right so the sound is the name the name is what creates the shape. So just like cymatics, if you go on YouTube and you you uh, type cymatics, you find a guy that plays a particular sound under a medium. When he changes the sound, he puts like sand on the medium or on top of the table or whatever speaker underneath. He changes the sound and the sound forms, use the sand on the surface to form a shape. And when he changes the sound, the shapes change by itself. That means that shapes is an expression of sound, or is a sound. function of sound. Mm -hmm. So the shapes that the atom makes betrays an underlying sound. Mm -hmm. And depending, depending on the sound will yes. depend on the shape that is... Yes, and depending mm -hmm. on the shape, would depend on the characteristics of the material. If it's wood, or if it's metal, or if it's skin, or if it's rubber, or if it's cloth. It's the same material. So this material across the board is called atom or ato, which is called the weaver. It's, a, it's another Igbo word, ato, called the weaver or the sculptor. It's sculpted with sound. The raw material is the atom. The sound is what 
changes the raw material into different things using shapes. Right? Mm. So, so, so the, so when you start from this stage, it's not physical. It's getting to the physical point. So when it's arranged itself in a certain shape, now it grows from there to become something physical distinct from other things based on the shape so that sound is that synonymous with the um the seven trumpets in the book of revelations yes those seven trumpets um trumpets we're gonna get to that part right i'm jumping ahead aren't I? yeah you're, you're jumping ahead <laughs> so we're gonna get to those trumpets right so the sound starts from an ion then to a gas, then to a fluid, then to a crystal, mm. crystallized, which is mm. solid. Mm-hmm. Or Christ- right. Christianized. Okay. So the crystal now is the Christ, which is the trapped state of that mm. original impulse. It's now become defined and mm. trapped. So when the atom becomes a thing, it can be any, your wood cannot suddenly turn to plastic. Mm. So it's become crystallized as that. That's what it is. That becomes its name or its eventual outcome. So the crystallization of the spirit is called Christ. Mm -hmm. People think it's actually a good word. Now, the Antichrist, when the spirit stays in that crystal state to the point that it starts to suffer, when the blood ages and it, it, it passes a threshold where now it's lost all its powers, it's probably stayed in that world for three billion billion years or whatever. Who knows how long? It's lost all its attributes. It's aged. The gene pool has aged, but it's still trapped in that state. It begins to suffer with each child generation of children it has, it begins to suffer. Now the concept of Exodus is given to them and is introduced as the Antichrist. So Antichrist frees you or decrystallizes you from the world that has trapped you in a prison state. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's good to understand these principles. So when they talk about the dead in Christ, you know, rising from their graves. You know what I mean? It is a plan they describe. It said the dead in Christ rose from their graves. That you understand exactly what it is that their graves is a state of ignorance. Hmm. And they were they were put into a new world. They said in those days would be the, like the days of Noah. So they created another ark for you, another earth for you. And they put something inside of you, like a chip, so that when you sleep, that chip will override your original nervous system program and put you in a dream state that you think is real, that's exactly like this world, which is a computer that they've built. When you, you wake escape. up that you cannot escape from anymore. That's called the New World Order. That's the central warning 
in Revelation. So this explains why they're throwing everything at this jab. Because, and there's going to be suffering that's going to help people to get it. Don't, just, don't think this is where it's going to stop. This is just the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to bring wars. They're going to bring all your seeds. You can't even plant anymore. So, you know, even if you do say, okay, let me go to the fucking forest and escape, the fucking trees that you, the plants that you take there, the seeds that are in those plants are going to be sterile. Mm. Can't reproduce those seeds. Look at a watermelon seed. Try planting that crap. It won't not, grow. It won't grow. Most of your your plants now are not going to regrow. Mm-hmm. Right? So they will induce you to choose that virtual reality. So this is going to bring us in the next lecture to the letters of Albert Pike. And we're going to juxtapose the letters of Albert Pike with more symbolism from revelations. So Mm -hmm. Christ, Antichrist, waters. So you're talking about trumpets. Trumpets, trumpet means the the, um, affairs of the day. All right. So for example, um, a trumpet will be like World War II. Right? Mm -hmm. So World War II happened and it involved the whole world. After that, what happened? It changed how the world operated. So now everybody has to buy into this program called the United Nations. If you don't buy into it, your country may starve. You become ostracized, right? To trade, you got to buy into it. Now you have a world currency called the dollar. If you, if you want to import stuff, you got to use a dollar. It wasn't like that before. You have a world financial system now. It wasn't like that before. Okay, so they rewrote the paradigm of living on earth by introducing that war to clear the old system and introduce you to a much more draconian system, much more oppressive system. That's a trumpet. That's an indicator. A trumpet is an indicator a socio-economic, political indicator of the affairs of the day. It's happening in your world. So you're supposed to hear the trumpet. You're supposed to know where it's all going. So now, Mm -hmm. this whole corona thing is a trumpet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like a a warning for those that have the ears to hear. Yes, so you're supposed to hear the trumpet. And if you hear the trumpet, just like you're living in a military barracks mm-hmm. or a military cantonment, you know, in the morning, they blow the trumpet to wake up. And when it's time to go get chow, they blow the trumpet for chow. If you don't mm-hmm. know the different tones of that trumpet, you're not going to know what's what. Mm, it's like a call to action. Yeah, it's a, it's a certain communication. Mm. Like what you just said about the um, the the sound of that particular trumpet, like going going back to the Book of Revelations again. You know, like how um, 
the number seven mm-hmm. plays a prominent part. Like they have seven, seven trumpets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven is all over that mm-hmm. book. Seven and three. Mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. is very, very prominent in Revelations. Three. Mm-hmm. Three and seven, right? And ten. All right. So whenever you see a thousand also. Okay, so these these are numerical symbols. So thousand has to do with millennia. Mm-hmm. Or what you call the great day. An age. An age. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, is it like a, what they call the procession of the equinoxes? When they tell you that uh, humanity has moved from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius and stuff like that. The thousand has more to do with astrological um, tendencies that affect a massive amount of people over a long stretch of time. Like 144,000. So don't confuse the thousand added to 144 as been having something to do with the figure 100. The 144 is different from the thousand they added after it. It's not literally 144,000. They put the word thousand to mean something else that has nothing to do with the 144. So it represents so the, an age. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, the age that the hundred and forty-four is seventy-two in two parts. Hmm. All right. So that has more to do with Kabbalah, and mm-hmm. if you study uh, the Goetia, you find out that there's seventy-two demons in the Goetia. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the front side of the tree, which is the tree of life, and the back side, uh, which is the tree of good and evil, will give you 144. So in a nutshell, it's dealing with the totality of all your forces that is manifesting your reality for you. All your inside world and all your outside world collected together is 144. It's represented mm-hmm. by 144. The, so the thousand, front and the back of the, the, front, the tree. Exactly. Your inner world and your outer world. The microcosm mm-hmm. and the macrocosm. is the, the mixture of macrocosm and microcosm is 144. Thousand is the age in which it's experiencing its existence. Hmm. And what 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 of the number seven? So the number seven has to do with solidity, hmm. right? So when they put seven there, it basically means look for it in your physical world. Look for it in your the world that you walk around in. Is it like completion as completion. well? Completion. But what is completion? That is a word. That is just a word. What, when you say completion or victory in all these spiritual languages, what is it? You know, we're trying to make these ideas relatable to people. So when you say completion, when you wake up in the morning and you get out your bed, 
the world that you walk around in is seven. Mm. Is so the last, is the final, is where everything pours out onto. You know how we started from ionic, went to gas, we went to chemical, you know, fluid, went to so so the final product of build the building of the atomic stage, the impulse of the spirit from the dark void it is moving. It gets into an ionic charge, it gets into a fluid, it gets into a semi-fluid, semi-solid. It get, when it starts pro- proceeding on, till finally it becomes hardcore solid earth matter. That hardcore solid earth is represented by the number seven. So it's called septic. Septic, right? Septenary. Mm-hmm. So what do they call shit? Septic. Septic, Septic seven. shit. Yeah. So the physical world is, is the most dense part of the spiritual world is like the toilet of the spiritual world mm. is the waste of the spiritual world even though it looks fantastic to us for I don't know it doesn't look fantastic to me me neither you know so people say the earth is beautiful I don't see anything beautiful in the earth you know what I mean but you know the solidity of things is represented by the number seven. Mm. And that crystallization used. And that crystallization. About. Yeah, so seven is the crystallization of Christ. So when they say uh, the seven days or seven that, it means that that thing that they're describing, whatever that thing means, is going to be going on in your political life or your economic life in the world at that time. They're going to be experiencing it when you get up and you clock in for work. When you turn on the news, you're going to see it. When you hear the, listen to the radio, you're going to see it. It's going to be a factor in your everyday world that you call a world. So that's what seven means. Mm-hmm. It's in your face. Okay, it's a reality for you. Yeah. So um, I implore people, you know, I'm not going, I'm going to, um, like I said, this is a, a introductory thing. So we're going to go more into the actual, a lot of the other symbolic aspects. Um, mm-hmm. the, the sum of it, the second side is going to deal with the actual corona, uh, mm-hmm. the jab, and the warnings associated and the symbols associated with that. So um, whenever we do put this out, the people that show effective demand, the people that have supported um, what we've been doing, what 07 has been doing, the SCA, um, the people that go to Threadless, um, mm-hmm. you know, sevenary.threadless.com, and um, show support there. Um, you know, the Nicolette Udo is in Nigeria. That mm-hmm. she has the same products. People that show support through her. 
people that generally show support online mm-hmm. and actually um, show that they understand the current that's coming forth, those people's questions shall be honored first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't just, you can't be just a geek off the street and and you know um just show up and have all, all these questions and shit. No, this you, is this is like um this is an exclusive portal yes, for high level knowledge. And you know, I, I know that I like many others appreciate you opening up these seals. You know, with this knowledge has been hidden or distorted for a long time. Yes. Mm. So those people will um, have questions um, mm. that that are addressed first. Mm. But between me and you, um, you know, the next topic we will look into uh, some the of jab the symbology and the jab. Yeah, the jab. Mm where you can find the jab in Revelations, the warning that comes with it, what's going to happen to people that get the jab, what that has to do with the New World Order and Albert Pike. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send another post out. And um, after I publish this podcast and mm-hmm. ask people to send their questions through. Yeah. So um, I appreciate it. You know, it's like an hour plus we were going for 40 minutes but as you know <laughs> um these things tend to be spiritual you know you have to allow it um so uh we will try our best to do as much as we can this is a new aspect of things after the first three episodes um then we can start inviting people mm-hmm. you know to join yeah mm-hmm. okay Give thanks, King. You're welcome. Now, do you personally have any questions just from your end on anything? I'm going to save my questions for the the next segment because um, I do have a few more questions about some of the symbols that are portrayed in in the revelations. You know, like um, the the dragon, Mm -hmm. the earth beast, the sea beast. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, and also, um, if we could talk about those those numbers, I know we've covered some of the mm-hmm. the number seven, that like mm-hmm. you know, like the number three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 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 let me say this. You know, a lot of times you have to understand these things in contextual terms. So, for example, the word God, right? Uh, the word God is used, the word God itself doesn't mean anything. It's how you use it. So you could use God for a piece of carved stone. And you could still say, those are their what? Gods. Mm-hmm. Some people use, do worship stones and rocks as their gods. Yeah. So, so you could use the same four-letter word to represent that that you could use the same four-letter word to represent the, uh, represent the all of the universe. Mm-hmm. So if you somebody that's new to the language and you see the word God here, you see the word God, it's going to confuse you. You'll be like, okay, which one is which? You're calling this stone God. 
that you're calling the almighty, the all and everything God too. So, you know, obviously the word God, it doesn't mean two things, but it's contextual. So this is how it is. The, the thing is written. It's written like that to confuse people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you see beast, it's written in the same contextual term. There's a, there's a beast described that is within you, right? The titans. That's different from the beast that traps you. So when you read the Revelation, and another thing about Revelation is not written in chronological order. So even though the priests wrote it so that we can think it's like a book where the first chapter goes to the second chapter, goes to the third chapter and everything. If you read it like that, you confuse yourself. Each Mm. chapter is isolated. Each chapter is a different book. Some of the chapters repeat the same um, con- a concept in different symbology. They basically say the same thing using different symbols. They repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes they tell you uh, the dragon did this, then the snake was the wisest animal. Well, shit, you know, they tell you, okay, in Genesis, they said um, the snake was the wisest of all the animals, then it's cursed. Then in the same Old Testament, God tells Moses, raise up a bronze snake. And when the people look at it, they could be healed. So in one context, it's a symbol for healing. Mm. Ordained by God. In the next context is a cursed animal, cursed by God. So which Mm. is which? A lot of contradictions. So it's not really a contradiction. It requires a higher aptitude of approach by the reader. Mm. The reader has to read these things with a higher aptitude of understanding. To be able to decode it. Yes, or get somebody to explain it for you that knows it. Like you. <laughs> Basically, you know. Yeah. So bear I'm in mind. I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Queen. So bear in mind as we proceed, you know, these groundworks, people know. So that when we go forward and we say the dragon here or the beast here, then they understand, okay, the beast 666 is your DNA mm-hmm. and how it's used as a battery to run a virtual world in which you're going to be trapped forever. Well, not me, because I'm not taking the jab. You know, whoever takes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> some people, you know... I'm some people, sorry for them. You know, some people are going to take it. It doesn't mean that those people are going to be trapped forever and ever. It just means that Whatever world that they trap them in, right, is still going to experience wear and tear. Mm. So when they notice and when, they, when the people, the archons, the people that create the arc, what they call the archons, when they notice that that world is deteriorating and the people have a chance to escape, they'll create another arc and put them in that one too and it keeps going on and on. Mm-hmm. 
And this is the way they described this. They said that the way it is in the days of Noah is the way it's going to be then. Which means that when, when that ark in which they trap people in, when they've lived in that ark for like maybe thousands of millions of billions of years, in the, in the scriptures, they call it a thousand years. It's mm -hmm. after a thousand years and something will happen. But it's really like billions and billions of years. When they've lived through that virtual reality, they've lived as snakes, lived as frogs, lived as they put their souls in different bodies. When they've lived through that, when, they, when this virtual reality ages, like this one is aging now, they will create another spectacle and put some, another chip, jab in them mm -hmm. or whatever and put them in a brand new world and start the whole shit all over again. And they won't know the difference. And they won't. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. That's the new world order. It's not about taking over land. They got all the land. Mm -hmm. They got the whole earth sewed up. They know. Mm -hmm. You go Those to your are all village. Distractions. That's just distractions, exactly. Mm -hmm. You go to your village now in the deepest bushes. You get a plant. You go on Google. You see a botanical Greek name for that plant. How the fuck they go in that village and find that plant in the bushes and give it a Greek name? <laughs> They got everything sewed up in this realm. The, the realm was given to them for a reason. So we're also going to deal with the man of sin, the concept of the man of sin, uh, mm -hmm. the one that puts himself in the temple as God, to be worshipped as God. The false prophet. The false prophet, exactly. Uh -huh. So, you know, um, when we put it out, people can write some of these things down. And there are questions around relevant, the relevant topic, so that it will be better for me. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, King. That's good. I'm looking forward to the next segment. I am too. So, mm -hmm. you know, thank you very much for being such a fantastic uh, host. You know, the mountaintop is I don't born. know about hosting. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. about my hosting skills, you know. But, you know, you know um, your, your energy is fantastic. I love it. That's why the spirit picked you. Um, I'm very grateful for you too, for all you've done personally. And, um, you know, just your hunger for the knowledge is exemplary. Mm. I'm yeah. honored, King. It's very, very important what you're doing you know we're all very for those of us that have had the privilege because I consider it to be a privilege you know I know these things have already been written yeah and mm -hmm. the, the the titans and the elect amongst us I know that that was already written so it was supposed to be this way mm. but I am very very grateful you're most welcome Okay, so hopefully we'll do it again next week um, or we'll try to put this one out so people can get into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, All right, King. All right. You have Bye. a good day. All right. You Bye. too. All right.